Sensecast, a podcast on the journey of social entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Sensecast. Today we're proudly hosting Gianmarco Marinello, founder of Nainami, a social enterprise based in Kenya. Welcome, Gianmarco. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's a great honor. It's our pleasure. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to social entrepreneurship? Yes, of course. Uh, my name is Gianmarco Marinello. I have an Italian name, um, but I'm from the German part of Switzerland. I'm born and raised in Zurich. And today I'm 35 years old and um, I work as a project developer for work integration for disadvantaged young adults here in Zurich. And I also work as a business developer for a tech startup. And um, what um, is typical for me, so one of my biggest hobbies is meeting new people from all walks of life. And um, during my free time, uh, one of my passions is to play the classical piano. And maybe that's not a surprise that I studied psychology because I'm this type of uh, people person who really is interested in human humans in general. And last but not least, of course, um, as you already mentioned, I'm the founder of Nainami, which is a social enterprise in Nairobi, which is the capital of Kenya. And maybe I can share a bit more about um, Nainami, that you also know what it is all about. So Nainami means um, in Sheng, which is the Swahili slang, it means Nairobi with me. And Nainami is a social enterprise that gives disadvantaged youth from slums, um, more specifically former street children, a sustainable future free of crime. And uh, how Nainami does this is by building on the street skills and life stories of these former street street children. Um, The skills and life stories which they have acquired because of their lifestyle on the streets. And through Nainami, these youth now offer a unique storytelling tour in the city center of Nairobi. Um, And they make people from all around the world experience Nairobi through the eyes of a street child. And this is an intimate tour on which they share with you how they ended up as street kids. They show you how they survived through begging, hustling and crime on the streets and how they eventually transformed through Nainami to reasonable young men today. And through Nainami, these youth um, now have a job and income and they don't have to commit crime anymore in order to survive. And this is Nainami, which I founded in December 2016. Wow. I just feel like going to Kenya so that uh, I can get uh, a tour (laughs) from these uh, youths. Um, So what brought you to social entrepreneurship, Gianmarco, and um, to found Nainami? Yes, that's a good question because the story is not so straightforward and goal-focused as you can imagine. Um, so it took me a while to get there. And uh, originally I studied psychology and I didn't have any professional intentions. So I was just interested in the subject psychology in general. And uh, I was just interested in human beings. 
And after my studies, of course, I had to start with my professional life. And then I was really um, looking at different career paths. And um, I said to myself, hey, now you can launch your career. So now you can try something new. It doesn't have to be psychology anymore. So you can go into the corporate world, private sector and make use of your full potential and thrive in your career and become a happy person. Um, and as you can imagine, then the misery began. So my pain was, where do I belong? Um, where can I find my spot? Who am I and what are my strengths? So I started working um, for a bank um, as an account manager, and I thought this might be the right thing. And I realized quite quickly, hey, this is not me. This is not my environment. So I moved on. So what happened was every year I kept changing, I kept on changing roles, employers, industry, always trying to find the right spot or at least find these mentors um, or supervisors who could recognize my strength and tell me who I am and tell me which path to take. But I could never find them. And I got completely lost. So I had these different roles and at the age of 29, um, I really hit this dead end road. Um, I was a business analyst uh, for a metal trading company and this was, this was not me anymore. Uh, I'm this, as I said, a, a people person. I studied psychology and then I realized, hey, you are 29 years old now, something must change. This is not you anymore. And then I was really reflecting on my whole path and what happened. And then I realized, hey, actually my passion is changing roles, but not just changing roles, but reinventing myself, learning, uh, adapting to a new environment and um, learn new skills and learn about new environments and people. And this is what happened on this journey, but it was not leading to anywhere. It was not sustainable because it happened by coincidence. I just jumped from one place to another without knowing where I was jumping. So I realized, hey, this passion of reinventing myself, I have to give it a purpose because I couldn't find uh, the mentors and supervisors for myself who could help me on this journey. I thought, hey, um, you should become this person for others. You should become this mentor for others, but for people who had, who never had an opportunity in life. And I wanted to become um, a person who could show people how to reinvent themselves to live a better life because I had the experience at this point already. So, um, and I combined this purpose with my passion and that's how I decided to go to Nairobi um, because I wanted to work for youth from African slums. And there I could also um, top it up with a further education. And in Nairobi, I went to the Armani Institute where I studied social innovation. And um, there I learned the whole innovation process for the social sector. And I also gained access to the urban slums, um, more specifically to the Matari slum in Nairobi, where I met these disadvantaged youth from slums I wanted to work with. 
And that's how I came together with a few of them and um, how I founded Nainami. And maybe an important thing to mention here is um, it was always my goal. I'm not going there to help, to offer help to youth. Um, I didn't want to change their life. I didn't want to change who they are because I think this can have a really arrogant, um, this can have a really arrogant manner if you try to do this because nobody asked me to go there and um, so in my mind it was already clear for me when I go there and meet these youth I want to create something new together with them to help first of all myself while at the same time also helping them and that's how I um, met with them on an eye level Meaning we developed the whole idea of Nainami together and the whole business of Nainami, we developed it together on an eye level. This means that my part was to develop the whole business, the whole tour business, and the youth themselves, they were the service providers. They are the storytellers, they are the tour guys. And um, I didn't train them at all. So this is really a core skill they have. Uh, because of their lifestyle being uh, being former street children and so because we came together i offered my skills 50 percent and they offered their skills 50 percent and this is how um, nainami came alive and today they run the business by themselves and they even um, own it the whole business so I'm back in Switzerland now and I just support from here if needed. Wow, that's an amazing story. It sounds like a very adventurous journey from inside to outside. So it was really, really interesting to hear that. And I find that um, the most impact you can have is when you find an answer within yourself and then that is the one that you, the one that you've answered to yourself is the one that you try to answer for others. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear your story. Um, I'm sure that this doesn't come without its challenges though. So I'm curious to know what has been the biggest challenge on that long and adventurous journey that you described and uh, what did you learn from it so that we can learn as well? Yes, good question. So of course there were many challenges, um, but in my case, the biggest challenge was um, going to this world but i'm not talking about the environment itself um it because as you as i mentioned before it's one of my skills to go to new environments and adapt and learn a new role but more specifically working with these youth because um what i learned is when you grow up as a street child from an early age on the streets of nairobi you lack of trust and it's very difficult to gain the trust um, of such youth when you go there and you tell them hey let's do something together um, maybe um, I can um, we can develop together a different a better a more sustainable path for you and myself they won't trust you at all and to make them believe in the whole idea, to make them believe in themselves and also in me that I'm right and in the new mission, this was the hardest part because you constantly have to prove yourself that you are right and they scrutinize everything. And um, this was 
on the one hand, this was the biggest, biggest challenge, but this challenge was also my main motivation to achieve it because I knew I was right. I knew these guys, even though they were hardcore criminals at this time, I knew they have this potential to really change their life. Wow, this sounds like a really intense challenge. I'm wondering if you could share a practical tip on how you got through it. Yes, of course. Um, it's very important when you work with these youth uh, that you are always present. You have to be alert all the time and energetic all the time. And um, more specifically, you have to be self-aware. How will they perceive you? What did you just say? How will, how will they understand what you just said? Why are they responding like this now? What does their body language tell you now? So because they come from a completely different world and you have no idea um, what impact a specific word or what you just said could have on them. And this is why you have always have to be alert and respond accordingly. It's really nice to to hear you believe in them, you know, and um, I can't help but wonder if you have some stories that can describe how Nainami's um, was able to impact the life of these um, street kids. Yes, um, of course, there are many stories, but what um, I have actually two stories and um, this is the, the first one is a personal one that I'm proud of for myself. So one of our guides, um, he was one of the worst gangsters in the Matar Islam. He really had a bad reputation and um, he joined Nainami and I was really hesitant. But the, the other guys, they said, yeah, let's try with him. And this guy was able to change his life within a few days. So he, since he has joined Nainami, he's a completely different person. He's so motivated being this storyteller guide. He's enjoying his job as a storyteller so much that he has never committed a crime anymore and he's really believing in the mission. And this is something you usually don't see in this world when somebody already is in, in such a situation at the age of 24, people usually don't change at this time anymore that fast. And the second one is that um, uh, our guys, uh, they have started giving back, especially now um, during the whole pandemic, the Corona crisis, they have started giving back in their community to the elders, to the single moms, to the street children. So basically what they do is um, they distribute food packages um, to families, they help elders. And these were the people they used to rob before, but now they are helping them to go get through the pandemic. And this is one of the strongest signs for me that they really changed on a deeper level, their mindset. And this is one of the biggest impact I can see. Well, I'm sure the, the amazing stories that you shared already can provide a lot of pride for you, for what, have, what you have achieved and what they have achieved together with you. Uh, so the next question that we have is like right to the point. <laughs> what is it that you're most proud of 
on your journey as a social entrepreneur? Yes, that's a personal one. And uh, people often ask me, hey, uh, you've changed their lives. How do you feel about this? And uh, of course, it's nice, but it's not the first thing that I'm thinking about. So my real deeper personal um Uh, pride about Nainami is that it has become a self-sustaining business which is run and owned by these youth so it proves to me that I was right about my um, original thought that hey if you have the right mentor or person in front of you who 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 really can tell you what your strengths are and where your potential lies then it will work out for you, even if you are a street child from Nairobi without a a school degree and with a criminal record. So it works with them. So then it will work for everyone. I was right. So that's my my personal goal achieved. (laughs) It's really nice to hear that, to, to see that you have so many things to be proud of. And, um, from what you've described that, you know, you're always reinventing yourself. So I guess you are working on several projects and um, you're active in the corporate and also in the social impact world. So how do you reconcile the, these two worlds? And um, maybe you can also share about what are your next steps? Yes, um, it's always important for me um, to to keep on changing my roles. This is my passion, as I said before. And even though I did something with Nainami, it, from the beginning, it was clear that even though I found my passion and purpose there, that after um, a few years, I will do something else. It was clear to me. And I, what, what I'm doing now is I do different things at the same time. And um, so I always shift from corporate to social sector back and forth and work there at the same time. And today I'm a project leader for young adults in, in Switzerland who face challenges in life. So I help them to reinvent themselves and I teach them entrepreneurial skills um, with the aim uh, that they will find the way into professional life. So I want to facilitate this shift for them. And um, I'm also working for a tech startup uh, in market research. I do business development there. And because I'm combining these two different roles, I can learn from one world and bring it to the other world and vice versa. So this is... This is what I'm enjoying the most about this. And this is how I can also help the people in the respective environment to learn from the other environment. So I'm in somewhere in the middle building these bridges. And for me, I have no long-term goals. So what I know is um, I will just keep on going and reinvent myself permanently. Wow, that's amazing. I, I can relate to the way you do things for sure, but I, I definitely feel I've learned already a lot from you. And I'm sure there's more to learn, uh, but it's also a lot to take in. So uh, if we were to focus on one thing, one key takeaway that our audience can take from you, what would that be for you? Uh, one key takeaway, um, which is my personal key takeaway, the biggest learning is 
um, because I made this experience of Nainami, there is no risk of doing something like this. And there is only one risk, and this is this risk is called not trying. So if you if you want to do something similar like me, just do it, just start. Um, because I learned that when you try, after already two weeks, you cannot fail anymore. The business can always fail. Nainami can always fail. But you as a person, you cannot fail because already after two weeks, um, you have so much to win. So you have an interesting story for your CV. Even if it fails, you meet new people. So you extend your network. This will open new doors for you. And of course, you learn new skills. And last but not least, you become an expert because you are tapping into a new world and you, tr you you are learning about a new problem and you understand a new problem. So even if your project or um, your business fails, you will walk away with these four things and they are, um, they, they are very valuable. So definitely worth trying. If you don't try, you will regret someday. John Marco, you have an amazing story, and I'm sure some people in the audience would like to know where to find more about Nainami and also where to contact you. Yes, of course. Uh, Nainami can be found uh, online. It's nai-nami.com. And there you can also book our new online tour and get in touch with our guys who uh, take you through Nairobi online. And you can also get in touch with me personally in case you have questions or want to reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn. I think uh, we're at the end of our podcast uh, episode. So thanks a lot for sharing your journey with us, Gianmarco. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure and I hope it inspired the audience. I'm sure it will. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, look for SenseCast on your favorite podcast platforms. We're releasing a new episode every second Sunday of the month. This podcast has been produced by Antonis, Fatou, and Sylvia from Make Sense Berlin, a community of people passionate about social impact with a mission to create a better world. See you in the next episode of SenseCast. SenseCast.